Hello, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. This is Guthrie Chamberlain, and I'm your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our seven-day-a-week, seven minutes of wisdom podcast. This is day 119 of our trek, and for the past three days, we have had an extended trek as we explored the reasons we make excuses, which is primarily fear, then we discovered the type of excuses we make, and yesterday we learned how we can eliminate excuses forever. If you've missed any of the past three days, please check out the Wisdom Trek podcast in the journals at wisdom-trek.com to catch up on these lessons. Today we are going to deviate a bit from our scripted wisdom lessons and begin an overview and commentary of the ultimate book of wisdom, which is the book of Proverbs. Proverbs has more nuggets of wisdom condensed in a short, easy-to-read book than any other book ever written. The truths contained in Proverbs is the basis for most other books of wisdom. We won't go straight through the book of Proverbs all at once, but we will intermix a commentary with other days of wisdom nuggets. But as we do go through the book of Proverbs, we will be assembling a complete commentary that will be available as an ebook in the future when we're completed with the entire book. I will also be assembling the Wisdom Trek journals into a series of quarterly ebook volumes that will be available for downloading in the future. Before we do get started, I want to remind you of the drawing and celebration of our 100th day of Wisdom Trek. There are only four more days to register, and you can register once per day, and we will be having a drawing on October 5th, where we will be giving away seven Wisdom Trek t-shirts. We are recording the podcast from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio. On Saturday, we spent the morning with our four Marietta grandchildren as Elizabeth had to run some errands. And then the afternoon, we celebrated our granddaughter Hazel's first birthday. She has just started to walk and is a sweet little redhead with bright eyes and a cute little smile. It was a real treat. My dad was also able to attend as well, so it was a really good time to spend together once again as a family. On the days that we do spend studying the book of Proverbs, let's just sit around the campfire, sit back, relax, and enjoy the wisdom nuggets that we consume. These tidbits of wisdom that we will explore are like making s'mores over a fiery coals. They are sweet to our taste and delicious to consume. It also gives us an opportunity to reflect on gaining wisdom. I am going to be a bit more conversational on these studies of Proverbs as if we were literally sitting next to each other. And through the magic of this modern technology, I am right beside you. And if you have any comments or questions, please share them on the comment section of the daily journal pages on wisdom-trek.com. And as I do share the book of Proverbs, I will also weave in some related scriptures into our lessons as they apply. All we will be able to cover today is an introduction to the book of Proverbs. Most of the book of Proverbs was written or assembled by King Solomon, who ruled over the nation of Israel for 40 years. He was the third king of Israel after Saul, who was killed in battle, and then his father David, who died at old age, and chose Solomon as king after him based on God's direction to David. Solomon did bring peace and wealth to the nation. Solomon's workmen built palaces and a great temple, which was the permanent house of God in Jerusalem. When he was young, Solomon obeyed God. He asked God for wisdom, and God gave it to him, as described in 1 Kings 3, verses 3 through 15, and I'll read that now. Solomon loved the Lord and followed all the decrees of his father David, except that Solomon, too, offered sacrifices and burnt incense at the local places of worship. The most important of these places of worship was Gibeon. So the king went there and sacrificed 1,000 burnt offerings. That night, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream, and God said, What do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. Solomon replied, You showed great and faithful love to your servant, my father David, because he was honest and true and faithful to you. 
and you have continued to show his great and faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on the throne. Now, O my Lord God, you have made me king of Israel instead of my father David, but I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. And here I am in the midst of your chosen people, a nation so great and numerous they cannot be counted. Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the differences between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom. So God replied, Because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and you have not asked for long life or wealth or the death of your enemies, I will give you what you have asked for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart as no one else has had or ever will have. I will also give you what you did not ask for, riches and fame. No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. And if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commands as your father David did, I will give you a long life. As we see here, by God's proclamation, Solomon was the wisest person to ever live. Solomon learned and wrote many proverbs, or wise words, and he collected 3,000 proverbs as described in 1 Kings chapter 4, verses 29-34. through 34. And let me read that for us today. God gave Solomon very great wisdom and understanding and knowledge as vast as the sands on the seashores. In fact, his wisdom exceeded that of all the wise men of the east and the wise men of Egypt. He was wiser than anyone else, including Ethan, the Ezraite, and the son of Mahol, Heman, Kalkol, and Dardra. His fame spread throughout all the surrounding nations. He composed some 3,000 proverbs and wrote 1,005 songs. He could speak with authority on all kinds of plants, from the great cedars of Lebanon to the tiny hyssop that grows in the cracks in a wall. He could also speak about animals, birds, small creatures, and fish. And the kings of every nation sent their ambassadors to listen to the wisdom of Solomon. Now one of those persons was the queen of Sheba who visited Solomon as described in 1 Kings chapter 10 verses 1 through 9. She asked him many questions. His answers showed great knowledge of many subjects. He taught about plants, animals, and fish, and Solomon became more and more famous. So the Queen of Sheba's visit went like this. When the Queen of Sheba heard of Solomon's fame, which brought honor to the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. She arrived in Jerusalem with a large group of attendants and a great caravan of camels loaded with spices, large quantities of gold, and precious jewels. When she met with Solomon, she talked with him about everything she had on her mind. Solomon had answers for all of her questions. Nothing was too hard for the king to explain to her. When the queen of Sheba realized how very wise Solomon was, and when she saw the palaces he had built, she was overwhelmed. She was also amazed at the food on his tables, the organization of his officials, and their splendid clothing, the cupbearers, and the burnt offering Solomon had made at the temple of the Lord. She exclaimed to the king, Everything I have heard in my country about your achievements and wisdom is true. I didn't believe what was said until I arrived here and saw it with my own eyes. In fact, I had not heard of the half of it. Your wisdom and prosperity is far beyond what I was told. How happy your people must be. What a privilege for your officials to stand here day after day listening to your wisdom. Praise the Lord your God, who delights in you and has placed you on the throne of Israel. Because of the Lord's eternal love for Israel, he has made you king so that you can rule with justice and righteousness. This is quite a commentary on Solomon himself. The book of Proverbs contains many of Solomon's wise sayings, and it also contains other lessons about wisdom. And the book of Proverbs contains many poems about wisdom. Solomon also wrote Ecclesiastes and the Song of Solomon in the Bible. 
The Bible contains other books of wisdom. These are the books of Job, Ecclesiastes, and James. And Jesus taught many lessons about wisdom. Some of the highlights are found in Matthews chapter 5 through 7 and Luke chapters 11 through 16. Today we've just had a brief introduction on the book of Proverbs, so join us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. And tomorrow we will see why the book of Proverbs is so important and then lay out the six sections contained within it. And that'll finish our podcast for today. Remember to listen to your daily dose of wisdom at wisdom-trek.com, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker, or at YouTube. And please share this Wisdom Trek with your family and friends so that they can come along with us each day. The journal for today's trek can be found at wisdom-trek.com. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, mentor, but most importantly, your friend, as I serve you through this Wisdom Trek podcast and journal each day. And as we take this trek together, let us always live abundantly or fully, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and leave a living legacy each day. This is Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.